and welcome to the Dadcast. On the show today, we talk about number ones, number twos, and telling number ones about number twos. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. First things first, Alex, tell us about your half marathon in Birmingham at the weekend. Yeah, so I had my half marathon and would you know what? I recorded myself before and after the race and if I just play those out you can hear exactly how it went. Um, so this is it, just about to start. Uh, a bit nervous now but I'm warmed up, ready to go. So I'll let you know how I get on when I um, leave your message at the other end. Huh. Oh man, I did it. I did it under two hours which is what I was aiming for. So that is a massive relief. Oh man, that hurt. That really hurt. Oh dear. Ah. Anyway, thank you to everyone that sponsored me. That we raised so much money for Diabetes UK, which is absolutely brilliant. And uh, I can't speak. Uh, uh, the first 10k felt good, and then it really hurt. And here's Matilda. Hello, Matilda. Dan. Dan. What have you been saying? What do you say? Go, Dan. Go, Dan. I go, Daddy. Yay! Thanks, Daddy. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. A few days ago, I went to IKEA, which is all right. At certain times, it was it was fairly fairly early on in the day, so there weren't too many people in there. But in the toilets, they had a nappy dispenser, which I've got to admit, I've never seen a nappy dispenser before. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm sure I'm sure they're everywhere, but I just have never seen them, and it just was quirky considering the amount of dispensers that usually are in a bloke's toilet, um, it was a little bit unusual to see a nappy dispenser. Uh, one nappy plus two wipes, oh £1.50. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like if the other thing that you bought in the dispenser in the gents' toilets failed you last time, then you're going to need these instead. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It was just funny. £1.50, one nappy plus two wipes. I mean, I guess that's quite, you know, if you need it, you, you pay whatever. It was just funny. And then they'd got different sizes, obviously, for different ages of children. That's but, such uh... a great idea. I did. Was it on <laughs> it the Dadcast we were discussing, or, or maybe I just read it somewhere, that someone had invented a type of nappy, and I can't remember what they called it, but it was a nappy that had a pocket in the front where there were two wipes. Mm, I can't remember us talking about that. I don't think we did. We may have done, but I can't. No, that's that's a really good idea. But the that's thing is, a really good idea. Like sometimes you need not even a wipe, and sometimes you need six. Like how <laughs> how did they come upon like two as being the ultimate amount? Sometimes you're going to need many more than that. I've got to admit that, that Georgia, who's who's been potty drained for a while now, needed uh, yesterday. Just came in and said, "I need a poo." And I went, oh, OK. And she went, oh, I've done it. <laughs> and because I wasn't used to that and haven't been used to it for quite a while, it was like, whoa, in your knickers. And it's like, right, I need uh, many wipes or m- much, you know, a lot of toilet paper. And it's actually funny how, how quite quickly you can become slightly uh, adverse to, uh, to getting too near a massive lump of poo, whereas sort of a few months ago, it had been <laughs> no issue. <laughs> How is the potty training going? Because we've started with Tilly, but it's very early days for us. Is she coping well with it, with the potty training? Yeah, she's doing okay, actually. She occasionally wets herself and she just forgets. It's as simple as that. She just forgets to go to the toilet. And obviously yesterday was, uh, forgot to do a little bit more. But she usually gets up and says, I need the toilet. And then if we if we sit down to have something to eat, usually if Phoebe says she needs a toilet, then Georgia needs a toilet. <laughs> if we go anywhere, then they need the toilet. And I think the thing is, you don't want to say, you, hold on, 
in case they wet themselves and uh and then you've got to deal with the consequences which is not good and i don't know if i said this actually on a dad cast but um georgia went to the toilet in wilkinson's <laughs> right. a few weeks ago <laughs> did i mention this no you didn't no 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 and it was awful because she just went oh, daddy i've weed and it was right in the toy section. I, I was like, oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, I, and I just, you know, this hadn't happened uh, before. And I thought, what do I do? And there was this little pool of wee. And I, I just did, you know, I did the right, I did what anyone would do. I looked left and right. I saw that nobody was there. Nobody had witnessed. And I picked her up and I marched her off. <laughs> I, just, I just lost it. Not lost it, but I got sort of the embarrassment factor and everything. I was just thinking, I've got to get a change. And, uh, That's funny. And, I, some, uh, I do find so we the wheeze are sometimes worse than poos. Because like, poos are sort of like sometimes kind of self-contained, a big blob, and you can kind of deal with it. But the wee, just a wee just gets everywhere. It just gets all It over does, yeah. Place. It does. How's how's Tilly doing anyway with the, with the potty training? Fine. So she's had a couple of poos on the toilet, but she sort of knows that that's the thing to do. We've got one of those toilets with one of these, um, like a Peppa Pig kind of trainer seat in the middle. And yeah. she knows that that is a good thing, but it means that she sometimes just likes to go and sit on it. And it's like, oh, we've made it too much fun for her. <laughs> we didn't want her to be scared yeah. of it, but now she just likes going and sitting on there. And she also knows that that's where she should be going to the toilet. So actually now when she does poo herself, she gets a bit upset about it. She'll suddenly yeah, just, yeah. she'll stop and she'll go, Peppa Pig, oh, oh, oh no. And then she'll start crying because like <laughs> the moment she knows, then it's out. I did a really good inadvertent dad kind of skill the other day i was quite proud of myself but we'd take her into the back garden in a paddling pool and we'd put one of those um trainer swimming pants on you know those kind of padded swimming pants where you don't need to have a nappy yeah. on as well and yeah i know and basically she'd pooed herself so we brought her in and we were going to sort of change it so rachel pulled down those and i, I put my hand down i think i was going to grab the nappies once mm-hmm. she'd stepped out i was going to like move her foot to get her foot out of the <laughs> pants but as that happened another big lump of poo fell and <laughs> i just caught it it was just like yeah <laughs> and it was his instinct to catch the thing that was falling was like, oh, i've just caught a big lump of poo like what am i doing <laughs> And so pleased with yourself that you high-fived Rach. (laughs) (laughs) Talking nappies, talking crap. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Hey, (laughs) speaking of number ones and number twos, here's a good slick link here. We are going to have another one in September, and we haven't yet told number one, Tilly, about number two unborn child and we're not sure when to rachel's sort of saying we should leave it till quite late because otherwise it might be such a long time for her to be anticipating this thing if she gets it at all but i don't know i mean what did you guys do when when georgia was on her way did you tell phoebe early or late or did you well what did you what did you do we waited till Georgia's first birthday. And <laughs> and then she said, no, it is your sister. She's not just a friend that's staying. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> we, well, Phoebe was two and a half when George was born. So when we told her, she was, it was before she was two. And they're not going to really get that concept. And it wasn't until Amelia, my niece, who is about three or four months older than George was born, that Phoebe started to get it. It was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, she didn't okay. say that, but she started to get that sort of, we're going to have a baby, like Amelia. It's like, yeah. 
And I think that's probably a good thing of, you know, mentioning other babies if there's any other friends or that, you know, or someone who's having a baby. Plus, we did that whole baby book thing. Of, there's, there's loads of books out there about, you know, mummy and daddy's having another baby or my, my new baby sister or my new baby brother. And we read some of those to them. Uh, to, sorry, to Phoebe, which helped a lot as well. But I don't think anything completely prepares you or prepares them for the moment that it's that it arrives basically yeah because it's always there and because mum and dad's attention goes on to that child a bit more than maybe they'd ever imagine the one thing that we did was to make sure someone had mentioned this to us that when georgia was born that we actually gave phoebe a lot of attention still and and we have actually mentioned this on the the dad cast before yeah but when people would come in and say oh can i see the baby I think we'd we'd get them to to say hello to Phoebe first and then ask, oh, have you got a baby sister? Yeah, okay. Which was quite a good way. Anyway, we're we're talking down the line now, but um, uh, I I, I don't know what age. I think, I just, I I reckon like anything that you will just sort of feel that that moment, that moment will be, ah, this is right to say, and it might come up from something on a TV programme or something from a book. But I guess don't leave it too late, you know. I think she is getting it. I think she's kind of putting two and two together herself i mean we've got a couple of friends who have had kids a second child or are about to have a second one and so we went to see one of her friends daisy's new baby sister and tilly was kind of quite interested in like daisy's got a sister now like that you could sort of see the cogs working there and then we've got another friend who's going to have a baby brother and so she's kind of like aware of like the first child has got a baby sister and ned is going to have a baby brother and you can sort of see that she's kind of aware of the difference between those two and then the other thing in her nursery we've got pictures of Rachel's tummy all through the pregnancy of kind of getting bigger, like with a with a chalkboard underneath with the the, the week, and so Tilly's always sort of pointing those out and is always kind of like pointing at the tummy and saying Tilly, and she knows that Tilly is inside Mum's tummy in those pictures, and yeah, and, and Rachel's not been lifting her up as much lately because she's got a sore tummy she sort of said oh no sore tummy you know daddy can cuddle you because i've got a sore tummy so tilly's like aware of like okay mum has got a sore tummy and so the other day when she was looking at those pictures and she was going tilly 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 and i said yeah yeah in mummy's tummy and then tilly went sore tummy and you kind of go oh okay hang on uh... <laughs> are you are you getting this but i think we yeah, are we're prepared for the whole kind of afterwards of get you know a present from the baby to tilly and trying to work out what that should be and then also giving the attention not too far you know when people come around we're not going to say oh yeah baby's in the garden <laughs> come and play with tilly first <laughs> but but yeah that that's a really good tip that isn't it to, to sort of make sure that the older child is kind of part of the presenting the child which is quite good yeah but um, i think and just keep keep them in on the conversation because that you know children are astute they do pick up on things and i think the more you can just sort of level with them even if they don't completely understand that concept for a while it, it'll sink in slowly you know yeah. it'll just become normal really I feel like once we mention it, I think that's there's no turning back then. You can't kind of just go, oh, no, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. I think once you start that conversation, then it's probably going to be something that plays on their mind constantly. So yeah, it's um, just making sure that we're all ready for that because there's no going back when that happens. <laughs> Exciting stuff, though, but let us know whenever you do uh, sort of mention it. It'd be great to hear, hear the, the response. And um, it's probably something you should film. 
you know, because you might get nothing, but you might get something. You might get a real gem. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, actually, do it because either way, it'll it's 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 that thing that you know it's like giving children marmite for the first time. You know, once it once it's done, then that's it. You can't go back again. So so <laughs> so film that moment. <laughs> She'll probably just be nonchalant and not even mention it, <laughs> which is you know fair enough. She'd probably be like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and so come on. <laughs> Funny you bring up what, what marmite it? when it comes what? to a new baby, because that's the, the first thought was like, oh yeah, those marmite nappies. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you got that all to come again. <laughs> Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man. Phoebe's coming to the end of her reception year, and she's been reading ever since Christmas, and um, we've mentioned this before, but the, the rate that she's come on, on is amazing, and I think a lot of the children are the same. The sort of the phonetic books are just fantastic, and, and she's now really wanting to read. Oh, great. Anyway, we got this... Yeah, it is really good. It's, it's, um, it's just... It's fantastic. She wants to... Plus, she's writing as well. They do this thing called phonetically plausible, <laughs> <laughs> which essentially means that as long as the child can sort of write it how they think it is it's not that they get marked on it but then they can write stories which i think is a fantastic idea phonetically plausible that's great so rather than sort of saying you know that's spelt wrong it's kind of like well actually you are getting your point across and so yeah that's such yeah exactly thing to do i mean i think it's just then it ow oh Ah. okay Ah. you're right Uh, yeah sorry sorry What happened? <laughs> I, I, I got a bit animated and um, my headphones pulled my phone off of the <laughs> off the desk and it landed on my foot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'll, get, I'll get straight back in with it. Yeah, I guess uh, as long as she's not doing it when she's sort of 16. <laughs> yes, well done, Phoebe. It's yeah. phonetically plausible, but you still can't spell. <laughs> um, I think it's great. And it, well, the idea is that it doesn't sort of stifle creativity. And Phoebe's now writing books. You know, The Lost Penguin, uh, which, you know, is a, a seven-page book, which is just fantastic. You know, it's, you know, only about 50% of the words are spelt right, but Aww. it doesn't matter. She's, she's written a story. But I anyway, love these it. books, I love it. it's great, isn't it? It is all, it's all positive stuff. So on Monday, she read a book, Bread and Jam. And this is the extended phonic code, uh, Dandelion Readers. I'm just giving you a bit of context. So here. she read okay. this one or, or she wrote this one? No, no, she, she read this oh, one. She read Bread this and one. Jam. Okay. 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 Uh, and actually, this is at the moment, this is the last one because she, the whole series has changed. But um, let me just read you a little bit. And you, it's quite quirky, this one. <clears throat> Pip got on top of the bread. Let's cut a bit of bread, said Tess. Pip cut the bread. Let's spread jam on the bread, said Pip. <laughs> Tess got jam and spread it on the bread. Mm. Yum, yum. Bread and jam, said Pip. <laughs> you must not tread on the jam, said Tess. <laughs> Pip leapt onto the jam, but he did not land on his legs. He fell on his head. <laughs> Pip began to sweat. <laughs> if I don't get up from this jam, I will be dead, he said. <laughs> It's like, whoa, we, we, were, we were going along with it. Yeah, it's a story, it's a story. Hang on. If I don't get up from this jam, I will be dead! Exclamation wow. mark. He said, Tess, help! <laughs> it's, uh, that's harsh. That that's is, really harsh. That took it's a like, dark twist. 
I know. It's all, you know, we've, we've essentially had, uh, you know, seven, seven months of books and they've been very light and fluffy and um, usually people getting into scrapes and stuff and, um, you know, some quirky things, people falling in water and whatever, but not that. Anyway, Tess helped, but I will resume, so it's okay. <laughs> Tess pulled Pip off the jam. Jam on my head, said Pip. Yum, yum. So, and the end of the book. <laughs> I mean, he got over it very quick, didn't he? I'm going to die. Oh, look, I've got jam okay. on my head. <laughs> yeah. It's just, we were laughing. That's we were laughing amazing. so much. It's, it reminds but, yeah. me of From Dusk Till Dawn, when it's kind of like just a nice like road trip. Yeah, bread and jam. Oh, yeah. That's cool. All of a sudden, there's vampires. Vampires. They're trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad, but, but funny. But it all resumed, so it's okay. It's okay. The Dadcast, slowly weaning you onto solid parenthood. Hey, at the weekend, we had Phoebe's first summer fair. At the school. Oh, nice. Uh, of, yeah, of which actually I was on the committee and things like I'd never thought I'd, I'd be on a, a PTA before, but I think it's different when you, your child's in there and if you've got a, a little time to, to put aside to help, you want to help them, you want to help the school, you want to help the education. And it was really lovely. It just reminded me of all those summer fairs that I used to go to, you know, when I was at primary school uh, and it was on the school field and it was a, luckily it was a lovely day. There's lots of bunting up. Bunting always makes a summer fair, doesn't it? You've got to admit, bunting. <laughs> And there were the, the head teacher got put in the the stocks, and she was a really good sport because she was in there for about fifteen minutes with kids throwing wet sponges at her, and then Superman arrived, who was uh, yeah, Mister Mister James Mann, um, oh, of course. helped out. So I, I pulled in some yeah, I, I pulled in some help for my brother there. And what was uh, the biggest thing that you kind of fought for, or something that you you fought for and got, or fought for and didn't get? Was there any kind of like contention in the PTA meetings? Ah, uh, where's well, funny? Yeah, I, I sort of thought about having it, branding it a superhero fate, and getting Superman there, and then filming. So that was my sort of input, uh, and I did some filming, which I'm going to make into a short promo for the school. But there were a few things that that uh, a few uh, not disagreements, but uh, a few issues. One of them was about having tea and coffee served. Uh, of which myself um, uh, and another one of the guys said, well, I don't think anyone's going to want tea and coffee. And then someone said, well, the grandparents would like tea and coffee. And I said, well, my parents wouldn't. They wouldn't want a tea and coffee at all. And so we had PIMS. We had PIMS, of which was great. And I did mention, you know, slightly tongue-in-cheek, but getting some ale in, getting some real ale and getting some beer in. Um, but we didn't get that, but I, I that probably wouldn't have been quite right. But although maybe next year we, we will get some beer in. No, it was it. No, it, it's funny because there are moments when it, it, it could easily go into a, sort of an Alan Akebourne, um comedy in terms of the committee. Yeah. <laughs> Forget filming the superheroes, film just the meetings. Yeah, yeah exactly. But to be fair, everyone pulled together. And, and the, the point is you're doing it for the kids. You know, you're doing it for the kids. And uh, and then that's what it's about. Yeah, it was it, it was a good laugh. And then you think, ah, oh, I've probably got these for the next um i don't know 10 years <laughs> so it's, it starts again you know it starts again you do it as a kid and then you do it as an adult and, and that, in a way it doesn't really change really you know it's the same excitement i'd say that's the the kind of the gateway to uh local government as well i think a lot of people do ptas <laughs> they get a bit of a you know whiff of the oh, power no 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 before long you'll be running for <laughs> MP for Bedford in the next election. <laughs> Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Now, speaking of tea, actually, I've got a, a daddy dilemma for you. Okay. If you'd like. This sort of just... Yeah, it came up. definitely. This, this isn't something that happened, but something that 
that just sort of came up that made me uh, wonder what dads would actually do, right? So imagine this. You're sitting at home one afternoon. For some reason or other, the vicar comes round with maybe the head teacher, <laughs> the good sports, who gets the sponges in her face. And they come yeah, round yeah. <laughs> and they're sitting in there and you go to make the pot of tea. Now, it's very important. I don't know exactly how much of a member of the community you are in Bedford there, but, you know, this vicar is someone that you really need to to, to impress. And uh-huh. you pour the big pot of tea, that's fine. You go to open the fridge, there's no milk. There's no milk there. However... <laughs> so I think I know where you this is going. You know where we're going. <laughs> there is a little pot of expressed milk. Okay, so if you go, you can't go and get milk. The, the, the corner shop's too far away. If you go back there without tea, you've let the vicar down. You've let your community down. You've let God down. Oh, if oh, that's you a lot. use. A little bit of expressed milk. Possibly. <laughs> you probably let God down even more. I don't know. But, 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 but he wouldn't know. But he wouldn't know. I mean, what would you do, Richard? What would you do? <laughs> oh, that is just such a great dilemma. Oh, I, don't think I, could, I don't think I could give the expressed milk. You I don't wouldn't, think I could give that. You wouldn't give a cup of tea to the poor vicar. That's come round <laughs> to discuss the church's roof. Oh, dear, Richard. I don't think I could. I don't know if you'd have to discuss it with your uh, your partner first uh, and, and make sure that she was okay. Um, I, or offer the, uh, the vicar um, either no milk or uh, a peppermint tea or a chamomile or a red bush or, 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 or ginger. Um, what, if, I don't... <laughs> what, if, what if the vicar turned around and said, no, no, that's fine. I would just like... Praise God, I would just like a normal <laughs> cup of tea, Richard. Oh, okay, yeah, just go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it. And then and then move it on and then you don't need to think about it again. <laughs> especially I can just imagine. When, especially when, <laughs> I can just imagine Sophie's face. I can just imagine Sophie's face because she knows there's no milk. And she's sat there and she's looking at you like, how the hell... Have you and there's brought that, a jug and of then milk? There's that, and there's that moment when the the, the, the realization. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I tell you what, it it would be a good story to tell if nothing else. So yeah, uh, yeah go yeah, you go, go for, for it. it. There we go. go for it. <laughs> Look, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, just go to Facebook forward slash Dadcast UK. You can tweet us at Dadcast UK. I'd love to know, you know, what you guys would do listening. Would you give the vicar the express milk, or would you <laughs> would you let God down? I I don't know i don't know um and on instagram you can find us dadcast uk as well and we'd love to to have some input from you guys but listen i think our studios are individually getting very very hot i know i'm sweating buckets oh yeah and with a daddy yep. dilemma like that i'm sure my brain is melting a bit as well <laughs> listen have, have a fantastic time whatever you're doing out there mr perkins we will speak soon and uh, we'll probably talk about barbecues and uh, and and stag do's barbecues and stag do's uh, uh, on the next one i think fantastic all right we'll have a great time in the meantime see you then bye subscribe to the perkin man dadcast on itunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com by tweeting at dadcastuk or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcast uk.